Hello and welcome to The Real Superhero Project. We are a podcast geared at watching and ranking every superhero movie. Every episode we will discuss, review, and rank two movies as well as cover the latest news and releases in the world of comic books and superhero superhero films. Uh, my name is Brandon Nichols. As with me as always is my co-host Zol Lopez. Zol, how are you doing today, sir? Oh, I'm ready. Let's go. I, right now as we're recording this, we are 24 hours away from in game i'm seeing the reviews roll in which oh, i know we'll get to a little bit later on um i'm i'm pumped i'm excited i am um i'm so excited i'm so excited <laughs> i'm so scared i did uh... <laughs> um i totally understand uh yeah i uh yeah by the, so this time tomorrow night you'll be sitting in a movie theater watching in game uh yeah and what's funny is i work with a couple guys um at the dealership and we're and we're superhero movie nerds um just like you know everyone else listening to this podcast is and and one of uh one of my coworkers, i kept going into his office and doing you know how on a road trip the the kiddos ask hey are we there yet are we there yet i kept asking <laughs> him are we in the end game yet are we in the end game yet i think i kind of annoyed him <laughs> oh man i'm i'm super excited um i almost was not able to go saturday um my my sister who was supposed to be watching our kids who even though i specifically told her in the middle of the day i needed her to watch them she called me to clarify time and i said well if you just be at my place at 10 o'clock tomorrow uh, saturday morning she was like well, I have to be at work. I'll be at work at that point. Like I can take your kids with me, but they'd have to get up at six o'clock and go into work with me. And she's a, she's a professor at a, a woman's college south of here. And I was like, um, my kids aren't going to want to get up at six o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and go sit at a college where she's not that I'm going to interact with you. So I had to find somebody else and it was a little rough, but we finally found somebody. I was like, for the last minute of a couple minutes, I told Monica, I was like, we're going to have to sell these or get rid of them or something and find another time or day to go see them. And I was like, my heart was sinking. I'm like, oh my God, this sucks. But luckily, a friend of ours' daughter um, agreed to, she loves our boys. And she was like, well, I'll, I'll just come and sit and watch them. And we'll, we'll, we'll do all sorts of arts and crafts and watch TV. And maybe I'll take them and go get slushes. And I was like, yes, thank you. So uh, I'm super stoked. Um, yeah, I'm a little more jealous that you get to see it in literally 24 hours from now. But teach their own i'll do what i can go with my wife hey you know and i i'm one of those like i have to go i have to go opening night i'm trying to think of an imps i don't maybe thor dark world there there's maybe only a handful of the 22 movies after tomorrow night that i haven't gone to on opening night maybe a handful of okay I, actually i didn't go see uh guardians one i didn't go see ant-man i didn't go see um uh, da, 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 da. Thor 2. I didn't see Winter Soldier. Um da, 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 da. I'm, and that's it. That those are the only ones. Those four are the only ones I didn't go see on opening night. Nice. Man, I'm looking forward to it. Um, well, other than that, how you doing? Doing all right? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, we had a quite the the world or the week in geekdom. Um, I'm 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 very, very excited to talk about. It. I mean, we got a lot to get to. Yes, we do. Um, real quick, though, I have to tell you an extremely funny story. To me, it's funny um, about my my oldest, my 12 year old, Austin. Um, so for the last year, he's been making he he knows the crux of how Infinity War ends. Um, he knows that Thanos snaps, people disappear. 
he's right. seen i've sure he's seen some of the memes i've shown and stuff and he, thanos was also a special character on Fortnite for a couple for about a month or so and so he liked he liked the whole getting to play as thanos and kill everybody around i'm like be all godlike so he's made plenty of jokes about snapping and all sorts of stuff for the last year. He's also, for the last two months, begged me to sit and watch Infinity War. And I'm like, that's a two and a half hour movie. I don't know if you have the patience for it. He's like, no, I really, really do. So this past Thursday night, I finally was like, I'll tell you what. I was like, well, we don't have anything to do tonight, finally. Uh, you don't have school tomorrow. Do you want to watch Infinity War? And he was like, yes. It's like, okay. So we sat and watched the movie. And he was very, he started asking me all these questions. I'm like, but you can't just jump into the middle of the MCU and just start asking me all these questions in the middle of Infinity War. If you want to go back through when we do, I said, I told him when we're going to do our rewatch, you can sit and watch every single movie with me in order and I'll answer all your questions. And he was like, okay, that works. That sounds good to me. Um, sorry. Uh, but um, he, so we're watching the movie and it gets to the end. It gets to the big fight at the at Wakanda and a whole bunch of stuff's going down. He's getting really mm -hmm. into the, the, into the fight with, um, you know, the, the fight where star Lord screwed the pooch on everybody. And there, um, he's like, he was doing that whole thing happened. He was like, I, he was sitting there going, why did he do that? Why did he do that? And I'm like, Oh son, Love will make a man do stupid things, uh, which, <laughs> which he's he's starting to get into the whole relationship thing. And I'm like, he, I'm like, I was like, don't worry, you'll get there at some point in your life. Um, but it, so it moves on, and then it gets to the to the scene where Thor's got the axe buried in his chest, and and he he goes, and Austin, Austin goes, oh here it comes, and he snaps. And I'll tell you offhand. I forgot, and and it's a it's a testament to the audio of the movie and the way the film was made, just how gut wrenchingly quiet it was in the movie of itself afterwards, and how intense the sitting there and like it's Bucky that goes first, and he's when once he starts to do his dissipate thing, and I'm like, oh my god, I just every time I've watched this movie that part it just everything just kind of inside just goes away. And I was like, and he was, and I looked over at Austin and he was like in shock, like what? And then like one by one, like Groot went and he lost it a little bit more. Everybody started going. And my son, big crocodile tears. He's fighting them back. My little one is like, what is happening? This isn't real. Mommy. Is it real mommy? And Monica's like, no, it's not real. But Austin's just got like this, wide-eyed look on his face and he's fighting it back and he's getting aggravated well then it hits the point where it's spider-man and tom holland does this whole deal my son has heavily gotten into spider-man lately and i've talked about this and he was like the whole i don't feel good mr stark thing and all of a sudden there he goes and i looked at my son and he he quit trying to hold it back and he had all these tears and i patted him on the elbow or on the um knee i was like it's okay, bud. I get it. I was there too. And he was like, and he started clenching his fist at the television. Like, and I was like, it's like, calm down. And he, and he goes, can I flip off the television? Please let me flip off the television. I'm like, calm down. <laughs> but he's oh, just getting kid. so upset. And then all of a sudden he picks up his phone up. And I thought maybe he's texting his um, friend girl. And like he's just he's finally calming down and all of a sudden he 
turns his phone and holds it up to me and in a text message because he knew he'd get in trouble if he just said it out loud he typed the words fuck this <laughs> oh my god wow. and I, was, oh, wow. I was like i was like a little little intense isn't it and he goes yes and the, the whole credit scenes go and come and gone and like even shows the scene where um where thanos is then sitting there by himself and it's got the sunset going and he looked like he picked up the PlayStation controller off the counter or off the table, and he looked like he wanted to chuck it at the television. And I was like, you break that controller and that television, it'll come out of your ass. <laughs> but he, <laughs> so the, the movie ends, and he goes, can I go see Endgame now? I'm like, nope, doesn't come out for a week. Can I go see it in a week? And I went, nope, but mommy and daddy are on Saturday. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> And he just looked at me and goes, so when can I see it? I'm like, probably when it comes out on video, because I'm not, I don't, I don't know if I can afford to pay for that in the movie theater twice. Um, but I might, I might still end up going and taking it. But it, it was really interesting watching his, his, watching somebody go through the emotions for the first time of watching the whole thing play out. And man, when Spider-Man went and he lost it, I was like, I just wanted to hug him. And I'm like, it's okay, buddy. It's really, it's okay. Yeah, I've been uh, chatting with someone and they haven't seen all the MCU movies. So trying to get them caught up and, and you know, they're they're They know the hype behind uh, Endgame and they haven't seen Infinity War. They know it's kind of the same scenario. So it's going to be interesting to relive that moment with them, um, you know, watching that all the way through. And and uh, I, I, you know, it is funny because you do, you know, you bring that up. And I think that's what made Infinity War so fun in the experience to watch because you know once you hit that point uh in, in the movie like there was that collectiveness everyone was in the exact same moment the exact same mind frame and it was like oh my goodness what are we witnessing here like what i i really need because we always hear about it in the uh like history channel about how the way that empire strikes back ended and how everyone was like the bad guys won like what the hell and it's like okay i, I kind of get that but then to to me this was our empire strikes back this was our moment of like our bad guys lost or our good guys lost where the yeah. hell do we go from here and um you know and anytime you get to watch in game or not in game but infinity war with someone who hasn't seen it it uh it kind of takes you back into that moment where you know what's coming up and to to share that experience with them the, the twists mm -hmm. and the turns of that movie even though they know what's going to happen let's be honest they don't know what's really going to happen they, they have no idea the emotional impact uh, that it's going to last on them yeah I, it, it was it was surreal watching him and he's also younger so his emotions are a little stronger and he's a preteen so it's just he's at that perfect moment um Let's let's get this party moving so we can get this stuff going. Um, real quick, remember if you have suggestions for things you want to talk us for us to talk about, like news, or um, if you have if you have movie suggestions for us to review, um, anything, let us know. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at the RSH Project, uh, Instagram and Facebook at PNC Network, or email us at the RSH Project at gmail.com. A uh, little bit of news stuff here for us today. Um, really, only a couple things to go over. Um, in games reviews, let's let's go ahead and do this and get this out of the way. They're there. I mean, the, the tomato percentage is really high, but which I expected anyways. But they're all like saying this is the perfect conclusion, uh, and it makes me super happy. 
Well, the thing that that shocks me about this is if you because I I compared it back to Infinity War, and the thing that kind of made me a little bit nervous about Infinity War was that it only got eighty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, if you remember. And you know, and everyone said, okay, well, this is a thrilling, um, you know, this is a fun movie, blah blah blah. But now it's overwhelming. So I'm 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 excited for it because right now it's at I think ninety seven percent as of recording right now. Um, it, at one time it was 98%. And of course, we'll probably see it drop down. I wouldn't be surprised if it drops down to 92%. But anything above 90 to me is eyebrow raising. But I also have to wonder, is that because of the hype that everyone now suddenly had with this movie, with, with its predecessor, that everyone loved it? Like for me, I love Infinity War. I've watched it arguably 300 times. I I love it. It is It is by far... Oh, it fights up there with the Dark Knight for my top favorite superhero movie of all time. Now, how that, you know, kind of the, how they say with the Matrix and its trilogy, like Matrix 1 on its own is is grandiose, but then you throw in the other two and it's like, okay, well, it weighs it down. For me, it's going to be interesting to see how Infinity War holds up with Endgame. And I, and I, and I can't help but wonder if the hype, the attention, the love that Infinity War got may have tainted the pool a bit in the reviews. Um, but I the one thing that that's kind of clear in my palette on this is that a buddy of mine, Jason Inman of DC All Access, he used to be of DC All Access, he's now with CBS. Um, he's very vocal. He he has no holes barred on his opinion about these sorts of movies, and he's very much a DC guy. Um but yet he he's enjoyed the Marvel movies. He actually got to go see it early. And the thing he said was that he goes, you will be shocked at how ballsy this movie is and what just how big it is, how you how they approach this. And and he said, do not wait. Go see it. He didn't give any spoilers out. And for me, that was, I guess, the one critic that I was looking for most up to as far as his opinion on it because i know that he's not going to sit there and, and sugarcoat like oh yeah i really loved infinity war and i really loved endgame like if 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 endgame sucked he was going to be the first to call it out and say no it's a piece of crap this is horrible so the fact that he has this high praises of it it makes me even you know sitting 24 hours out now from the movie now 23 hours out because who's counting me <laughs> <laughs> um it has me that much more hype for it it's like i uh, uh i'm i'm loving so maybe there's some val validity to the 97 98 percent or the upper 90s mid 90s that this movie's going to get the reviews are there um uh we're we're, we're gonna find out whether it's validated or not i um see and it's one of those things so like i talked about how um i was overhyped for um Thor Ragnarok and for um, oh, what's the other movie? Uh, Guardians 2. I think I was a little overhyped and I think that it affected my overall opinion. Another movie that killed the hype for me um, and I get I, another movie I get a whole bunch of shit for was Logan. Um, I I found Logan very entertaining, but I did not get to see Logan till like seven or eight months after it was released. And 
all I had ever been told what is it was it was the best X-Men movie ever made and old man Logan and I love old man Logan um like from the comics and so I was like okay you know I can get into this I'm like and I think my high level hype level was so fucking high that when the movie ended both me and my wife even my wife was up there kind of looked at each other like I mean it was okay it was good but I don't think it was like what everybody said it was and yeah, so I, I agree completely agree I, I think I will tell you the only part of, of Logan that really got me, like I knew, I knew Xavier was going to, I knew like I, I was fine knowing people were going to die in that movie. I was completely fine until she called him dad. Absolutely. And I was like, I was like, God damn it. It got me. Like I was like, I was just like settle. I was like, okay, no, he's going to die. That's fine. And then she said the whole father dad thing. I don't remember what the line was, but I was like, <sighs> hold it in hold it in nope not gonna work um but yeah but i that think was, that, that uh, goes to, to tell though and this is where i think you and i maybe don't relate with some of the listeners on this though because you and i are parents you and i right. are fathers you and i both we can relate to that and maybe there's some and so that's what's interesting is that you have teenagers um m- you know mid-20 guys that that aren't fathers but yet they're tearing up on on this and so you know those scenes there i especially you go back to going back to infinity war where groot fades away and someone asked james gunn like what did groot tell rocket and he replied dad and i yep. and i read that and i lost it i started bawling at work i'm not gonna lie i they're like are you okay and i'm like yeah just give me a second just just give me a second and um and every time that scene comes up i ball i lose it and then whenever tony because if you remember that father-son relationship with spider-man and tony is now established because tony wants a son tony wants a kid at the beginning of of the movie and now he has a son sort of with with uh spider-man and then you know he's like you know he, he goes i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't feel so good and then you just see him like that still he just I'm not gonna lie, I'm getting a little teared up right now. So right. so it's funny that you and I are both as fathers. Those two scenes in Logan and Infinity War relate to us, hit us right there in the heart with uh no doubt areas that that we take a lot of pride in, and that's being parents. Yeah, exactly. And like I remembered that whole thing about him asking, uh being asked what Groot said. And and I that that actually hit me when we were watching Infinity War with my kid. And I was like, Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, that sucks. That sucks. Um, but you know, I think the hype, I think this is a movie where I don't think the hype can ever push it past or make it me hate hate it more. There's just I'm just the only thing I was really worried about was reviews coming out and saying they weren't able to wrap up every loose end appropriately. And there was going to be some kind of bad taste from some thing. And the fact that there hasn't been totally, totally just made me, okay, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. No matter how emotional I may get, no matter who dies in the end, it stays dead. I'll be okay because it seems like nobody's complaining about that. So um, I'm super excited. Positive reactions. It's what I wanted. Um, I mean, I am one of those people that say it's not like the MCU never doesn't doesn't usually get not positive reactions. I don't know if I said that right, but I mean, usually for the most part, an MCU movie will get either hey, it's good or it's amazing. The reactions it very rarely gets called out on anything. But I'm I wasn't expecting it to, but it does make me feel a lot better that it's 
hugely good reactions and not just oh it's a good movie reaction so but think about this uh, too real quick we're talking about something that has never been done in the history right. of cinema you're taking 21 now 22 films that have their own individual characters that have their own individual storylines that have all these moving parts and in a three hour and two minute movie they're concluding it think about that T 10 years worth of movies wrapped up in three hours and two minutes that yes. is one hellacious feat and if the russo brothers do what the critics and the fans that have seen it already say they do this no doubt will go down as one of the most monumental feats in cinematic history and that is not hyperbole yep um and one more little news thing of, of based off of infinity war real quick i didn't know if you saw this news um and i forgot to put it in our link to talk about um they uh, kevin fahey came out and said that phase three does not end within the game it actually is going to end with spider-man um far from home which i found a pretty interesting tack or track to take i mean i could see where they could have just said it was a in-betweener between phase three and them really kicking off phase four but to say that it is what wraps up phase three i found that very interesting yeah i, I did read that because you know everyone talks about this conclusion conclusion to a 10-year journey and, and blah 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 but the fact that it's actually spider-man that closes out phase three that did catch my eye and and i can't help but wonder um, and we'll probably get a good grasp as to where Spider-Man Far From Home lands in the MCU continuum after um, after Thursday, after everyone watches, I say everyone, but after, you know, in-games released, I still can't help but wonder if, if uh, Far From Home doesn't take place before Infinity War. Because we saw that happen with Ant-Man and the Wasp, where last year Infinity War came out. And then Ant-Man and the Wasp actually took place days or a week before the events of Infinity War happened. I'm I can't help but wonder if if the moving parts that put into motion. So I've I've in my mind I've already come up with two things. Either one, the moving parts that that put into motion phase four before the snap, before the decimation, before whatever happens in Endgame. Um, this will take place there, or we see a world where the the decimation is reversed, but now the world has changed. We're seeing how everyday people, including a superhero, is handling now the sudden uh, the the sudden new real world that is uh, that they're living in. Um, so it'll be interesting to see for me where that falls because. I do see this being a launching pad now. I mean, obviously now, um, either way, it's going to be a launching pad for either the elements that are unleashed before the, the decimation or how the world is now perceived after the events of Endgame are done. Yes, I agree. And also on top of that, um, it's a very, really good segue movie. If you think about it with um, the the bad guy, I think it's going to be a really good way for them to segue into mutants as a whole and bringing in um, uh, the X-Men or the whole, the whole, I guess, subgenre into the MCU. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, no, I'm, so I'm 
super excited um let's move this along a little bit i'm sorry i'm we you know it's really easy to get off keep going um, well, i think again we're talking about 10 years that that we're right. going to be culminating and really you think about this project that you and i are trying to tackle we're we're taking on 10 years worth of projects in this so there is a lot to talk about and it's not just a simple slice and dice that right and we'll talk about this in the in in a few minutes um i mean really there are a lot of moving parts to this machine and so you know, I know people, uh, I've been getting texts, oh, you focus a lot on the MCU, but what about the DCEU, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, okay, wait a minute here. Let's be fair. Um, so so to, to that credit, I mean, there's a lot to take into account. It's not just an easy snap of the finger. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, no, uh, I agree wholeheartedly. And also, it's fucking end games coming up. Guess what the main topic of everybody is going to be right now? Even like if you're into this genre, I don't care if you, like I am, I can't, you know, I don't really have my camera. My all my shit in my my office here is fucking DC related. Like a buddy of mine came in here for the first time and saw my office over this past weekend and and was like, well, you got a lot of Batman and Joker and Harley Quinn stuff and a lot of DC stuff. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I, I preferred I prefer DC over Marvel, but I'm I fucking I am stoked about goddamn Endgame and everything else that the MCU is doing. I am allowed to be. It's okay to like both things. I, it's okay for me to prefer DC and still want to spend a shitload of time leaning up to Endgame talking about MCU because that's how it works. But let's let's do ahead. Let's go ahead and talk about some uh, DC, not EU. Well, we'll get to DC EU here in a minute, but some DC related stuff. Um, some news was made because Swamp Things, uh, the the next. Uh, foray the dc um universe streaming service is making um they, they they kicked off the universe or the um the streaming service with titans they went into um young justice outsiders uh and they're currently on doom patrol and now um at the end of may may 31st they're kicking off swamp thing um but there's been a lot of a lot made into reading into the fact that they cut the budget and the production of Swamp Thing down from 15 episodes down to 10. First of all, everybody's acting like this is a huge cut. It's not a huge cut. It's three goddamn episodes. And they say they're doing it from a creative standpoint, which makes sense. A lot of these streaming shows, whether it be Hulu, Netflix, DC Universe, and I'm sure what Marvel will be doing on uh, Disney Plus, 13 episodes, 10 to 13 episodes is enough for these shows, especially with the budgets they're working on. So, um, that mixed in with the fact that they're they're jumping or they just literally announced they added 20,000 comics to um, the DC Universe app and um, they just released the new trailer for Swamp Thing. I, there's nothing wrong with the DC Universe. The, the War, I know Warner Media is working on their version of Disney Plus. Uh, which I don't know what it's what they're going to call it, but um, and they're eventually probably just going to wrap DC Universe into that instead of keeping them two different entities. I think that goes into a lot of why they cut it down from 13 to 10 and all the other behind the scenes stuff. But the DC Universe app, um, and I know you haven't had access to it yet. Um, we're working on that because um, I think you would really like uh, Doom Patrol. But I, I think people were reading too much into them cutting it down from 13 to 10. Um, but having said that, they also released the trailer today, and the trailer looks freaking amazing. What did you think of the trailer? Well, real quick, before talking about the trailer, I want to talk about this going from 13 to 10 in terms of a, a marketing standpoint, because that's my speciality is doing marketing. Um, think about this. 
right now binge watching is the thing everyone will right. uh, majority of people will binge watch their favorite show for me it was scrubs the office and breaking bad so think about this if if these are an hour long shows theoretically you could have someone sit down start at six at night go till uh or six in the morning finish at at seven at night and now you're done so that makes it a whole day list uh watching event so whereas if you bump it to 13 well now that's kind of awkward it's like okay well where do i stop and and you know you think about the psyche of that of okay well i don't know where to stop and this seems like a dull point whereas it's like okay well 10 hours i can finish this in a day i'm just gonna block out the day and i'm gonna finish it whereas you can finish on that strong note and keep that momentum going so from a marketing standpoint and a in a viewer standpoint, I love this move. I think less is more. Binge watching that that sort of um, uh, style right now of of viewership, the way that we as as consumers consume our watching habits have changed, and now. Um, you know, you're seeing not just Marvel and DC, but you're seeing CBS, NBC. ABC, everyone trying to adapt to these new viewing habits that haven't been done before, that uh, the way that we consume our media has changed now. No longer do we have appointment listening where, you know, every Thursday night at seven o'clock, we're going to cancel all our plans to must see TV. Now it's, well, if I've got a day, I'll sit down and I'll binge watch this. So 13 to 10 makes perfect sense. I do, I actually think less is more, better storytelling um you know graphics wise and all that of course budget is going to help maybe more money to the marketing side of things so that makes sense to me now looking at the trailer it's caught my eye because it looks more like a like a slasher flick you know swamp thing is now suddenly this bad guy these humans are freaked out like i i get where they're going with this but i'm watching this and i'm like what the hell like i'm waiting for freddy cougar or jason or chucky to pop out because this has a scary feel to it. And then like next thing I know, I'm like, I'm looking at my plants around my house and I'm like, uh-uh, you ain't getting water, boo. I see you. I see you're going to choke me in the middle of the night. I saw what your cousin Swamp Thing did. No, no, you're not getting any ideas. Um, <laughs> so I, I like it. I, you know, it, it, it actually made me want to subscribe to DC, uh, the DC Universe package. And then Doom Patrol... I've seen a lot of great things about that and Titans DC starting to get some momentum going. They're finally starting to catch up to the 10 year head start that Marvel has always had on them. And I think as a comic book fan, whether you're Marvel DC, a little bit of mixture of both or just a regular consumer, that's like, eh, Hey, let's uh, let's entertain the weird side of me. To me, this is an exciting time because um, we're, I think, I think we're in for a very, very entertaining future. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, we we talked about this last week. Uh, this, this was Shazam's last weekend in the box office before Endgame, the BE before Endgame. And uh, we actually, we talked about it should, sure, single-handedly, should be fine getting number one for a third week in a row. We were wrong. Um, Curse of La La Lorna, and I don't even know if I'm ever saying, saying it right. The Curse of La La Lorna. Thank you. That works. <laughs> they, uh, which by itself... It, so it came in number one at 26.5 million and apparently exceeded what everybody thought it was going to do by around 10 million. Um, so it knocked off uh, Shazam, but Shazam still made 17 plus million. 
Um, so their final box office haul, not completely final, but before Endgame is $325.4 million worldwide. Um, it, you know, in the short time frame they had and leading up to Endgame and trying to get it out, and, you know, they tripled or they doubled their their budget in terms of what they made back. And that's not to mention what it'll still make money over the next several weeks. So it's going to still have money coming in. It'll, it'll get back up. I, I see it. I see it probably topping. It's at three twenty-five. I only see it making about another 10 to 15 million overall for the next, like probably two months. Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, we'll, we'll see as, as in game goes and we'll see how, how much it will dominate because it will. Um, but no, I think it's a solid take, and I think it'll take home even more uh, once it gets to moves to um, video and digital, and that way people can can pick it up that way. I know it'll increase its its um, gross even more. But I'm, that's I'm, where I'm I first little... see it making actually the the uh, most money is because people will say, "Well, you know, in games coming up, I'm going to spend my money there." But um, for Redbox, whatever royalties that that works out to be, or hey, let's pick up the digital download or or whatever. I see, you know, people justifying the buy there, like, oh, I heard a lot of great things about it. Let's go ahead and just pick it up. So um, I see actually the the secondary side of it um, having a strong. I think that's going to definitely propel it to even bigger gains more so than than the next few weeks with with in-game going to overshadow it and you know probably for the the sellouts that's going to be and it's like okay well we can't go see in-game but let's go see shazam i I foresee actually better showing for the the uh at-home release yeah i would agree wholeheartedly um that's the that's the news we got um some quick trailer thoughts uh we'll start with swamp thing because we just talked about it um so swamp thing is being produced by james wan who has a background in horror um james wan who just did the aquaman and who is hopefully actually going to do in spearhead a trench spinoff and just if if the trailer for swamp thing wasn't enough to make somebody who was maybe on the fence about him doing a trench horror spinoff from aquaman i hope swamp thing pushed you over because that had a very horror feel to it um whether they are really pushing swamp thing as a as a bad guy or if there's more to the story in terms of the people that are in the swamp like are these some bad people and he's tired of them fucking around on his land i don't know but i was that trailer ended and i was like yes i need all of this it comes out in like four weeks and i am i am all in on watching this yeah i, I liked it um like i said because it's like okay wait swamp thing's a bad guy and and so i see what they're doing you know they're playing the long game on this um it caught my attention um it actually makes me with doom patrol it kind of caught my eye and then even titans seeing this for swamp thing actually makes me want to go subscribe to uh to to that streaming service even more so now than before yeah um they also released in the last uh week the dark phoenix trailer and i will reiterate i still have no desire it did nothing for me it really this did actually it. I, caused me to lose interest in it really i yes. uh uh, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else because I thought you had messaged me and said that it made you more excited. No, I am thinking of somebody else and I know who it was. Yeah, the the trailer went and I'm just like, I don't I don't know. I just, I've yet to be excited for anything having to do with this movie and this trailer was just another, okay, sure. 
can we move on to the MCU having control of X-Men now? And I think that's a large I, part of it now that <clears throat> um, Disney has control of the X-Men. I mean, let's admit it. First class was amazing, was a good start. And then Days of Future Past was amazing. And then Apocalypse happened. And now the fact that, you know, this is just kind of them phoning it in and wrapping it up. It's lost to me. It's lost all steam. I, I didn't, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I did not like the casting of Jean Grey. I know that the Game of Thrones fans are, were all excited. And I think they were playing to that audience to, you know, get them to get their butts into the seats and sell some tickets. I, I, you know, I just to me, that's not Jean Grey. That that's not the Jean Grey that I've seen in the comics, in the TV show. Um, it just everything about this movie. And then and and I love I love Jennifer Lawrence. I love um the actor who plays Charles Xavier. Gosh darn it, I'm forgetting his name right now. James, Charles James. Uh, McAvoy. McAvoy. James McAvoy. Um so I'm and then and then Michael Fassbender like there's so many reasons to love this and then Quicksilver's back in it and I'm just like eh. I like this movie I'm not gonna lie I'm probably gonna wait for it to come out on Redbox so hopefully we push this down to the you know movie list at, down near the very bottom because I have no desire to watch it at all especially after that last trailer it, it just if it flatlined all the excitement for me yeah I agree wholeheartedly um all right so let's move on to our main topic of this episode dceu rankings um in hindsight we probably should have done this first and then done mcu second leading into end game but you know whatever um <laughs> then we could have had a real full episode nothing but mcu and people could have complained about that too um so i'm i'm ex i'm kind of excited to go over this because like i said last week this is going to be the part where i start making people question my sanity but i i stand by the th my opinions and my beliefs and the things i love so um i'm gonna let you go and since there's only seven movies in the dceu um and i'm i'm just gonna let you go ahead and do your seven in order first and you can talk about them and then i'll do my sevens that work for you yeah that works for me because yeah uh to be honest this isn't gonna take me long to get through i i feel very confident behind my one two and i will stand by my one two kind of like how you said i'm i'm very confident on this um you know I, i'm kind of you know this one's kind of by the wayside i know by the time we chat next time i'll be caught up um so i kind of feel bad about doing this now but i'm also going to give it a fair shake because this is our pre-rankings and so we'll see where it goes at the end of the day so that being said uh for me is a tie at uh number six at the very bottom and that's aquaman and shazam because i haven't seen them yet I, I can't rank them. I can't rank them because I haven't seen them. I do have Aquaman ready to go. I haven't had the money to go see Shazam because I've been saving up to go see uh, Endgame about 20 million times. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Shazam. <laughs> I'm sorry, Levi Johnson, if you're listening. Um, I just I I haven't put it there. I want to see them. I want to watch them. I just haven't had a chance to yet. So number five for me, Justice League. This honestly, had I seen Aquaman and Shazam, this is probably the very end. This is number seven for me. Trump, probably a true number seven because I don't know what the hell they were thinking trying to cram essentially three origin stories of the five characters 
into two hours. Like they purposefully cut the damn movie down to two hours. Whereas it Marvel's like, yeah, hell yeah, we're going to go three hours. And if it's, and if it's not a minute over, we're going to be disappointed. Um, and I, and I get why they were trying to do it, but at the same token too, it was been very evident that DC's been trying to play catch up with Marvel as quickly as they could, because they know eventually that the superhero fad is going to end. And so while the m- money is there, this movie is the train wreck disaster that shows that they went completely wrong at this approach. Everything about this movie is wrong. Everything about this movie is horrible. There is the only redeeming quality of this movie is the flash. That is it. The story is a train wreck. The graphics, they couldn't even freaking shave off his damn mustache. <laughs> like, look like a damn sucker fish. Like, really? You can make him fly. You can make a you can make a man believe that he can fly, but yeah, you can't save his damn lips. It was a tro like damn. You know, like Ron Simmons from WWE. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> this was just this is abomination. Okay. This was just uh all right. So that was number seven. Clearly, that's that's my true. You know what? I'm gonna reorder my list. That's number seven because Aquaman <laughs> and Shazam don't deserve that sort of treatment. I apologize, <laughs> Levi Johnson. If you're listening, I apologize. Jason Momoa, I apologize for that disrespect that I just laid on you. Okay, all right. We good? We good. Yeah, we're good. All right. So uh, number four for me, Suicide Squad. This is where we started to see where they're rushing it. Uh, this was our first inclinations of it. You and I both discussed this. Uh, I vehemently hated the, the Joker in this. And for him being a central key part in this, hated it. And because of how massive Joker is as a character, it actually played into the story you're only as strong as your weakest link. And for me, this movie is broken because of Jared Leto's performance of the Joker, the imagination of it. I get that they were trying to do something different. I understand that, but it was so weak. I loved Margot Robbie as, as Harley Quinn. I loved Will Smith in his performance. Um, I thought, I thought everything about it was good. I I actually enjoyed the, the story on this. This is a movie. I don't mind going back and watching, but, Leto's performance as the Joker kills it for me. This just blah, flatlines it. Blah. So that's uh, number four for me in the DCEU. Number three, um, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. I hated the theatrical version. I love the extended version. The extended version is the one we should have got because there was a lot of rushing, a lot of plot holes that whenever you go back and rewatch the extended cut, you're like, oh, damn. Okay, that makes sense. You can tell that the story, the characters breathe, that lives. It's an entertaining show. And I, I, I'm i solid behind that at number three. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Whenever Superman gives his life, I teared up. And I still do. I remember, you know, getting misty-eyed a bit. And I'm and I'm a Batman guy. So that goes to show you. <laughs> I love... I love Henry Cavill as, as Superman. I really do it. And I hope that he continues on with the role. I don't know. Obviously there's a lot in the air right now in the DCEU, but I hope I want more. I really want more because number two for me is man of steel. This movie gets way more hate than it deserves. It is, it is an amazing piece of work because 
it really saved the DC universe because, and, and your boy, your boy, the director on that really salvaged it. And I get it. Oh, Superman killed someone. Okay. I get it. I get, I, I get the backlash on that, but also too, he, it was a human, you know, at that point, Superman was this human that had all these abilities and he had to save people that, and he knew that Zod was not going to be stopped. Um, you know, I do admit that the, I agree that, you know, the, the dim gritty dark colors did kind of hamper it because Superman is very vibrant, very bright colors. So, but uh, to me, this movie, I love this movie. I love, I love going back and watching it. I can sit down and watch this anytime and enjoy it just as much as the first time. And then Hans Zimmer's soundtrack to the movie is solid. Henry Cavill's performance is solid in this. You kind of see the mythos of Gotham and the way that they're kind of teasing an expanded DCEU. Um, this is, it to me, a solid number two. And it, it's, it's arguably, I know I'm going to piss people off by saying this, but I think it's the best Superman movie to date. I really do. It's It's just it's told wonderfully and especially given that it's a part of a bigger universe that to me makes it up there with the Christopher Reeves films. And then obviously number one, wonder woman, such a wonderful origin story. And I know you and I talked about this with captain Marvel about how, you know, maybe it missed us as guys because we have all these male superhero figures and, you know, Captain Marvel. It's like, OK, yeah, she's this chick that she has all these powers. And I don't mean that disrespectful. I apologize. But she's this woman with all these with all these superpowers. Eh. But Wonder Woman, uh, the story, the character, the origin story all felt fresh. I know I got knocked for saying, oh, it's just a ripoff of Captain America. But yet the, a strong lead a strong supporting cast, a strong story, a strong villain, the plot twist on it, um, a great launching pad. This was the template that DC should have had. It's like, let's develop these characters and then let's get into the Justice League so that way we don't have to spend the time explaining who is Cyborg, who is Flash, who is Aquaman. Um, you know, Patty Jenkins did an amazing job. Gal Gadot did an amazing job in all these performances and in this movie. And, and to me, if you had to go side by side, which one do you prefer, Captain Marvel or Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman, hands down. It, it's a, it's just a better overall story. Um, and you know, and you talk about this woman finding her place in a foreign world. It's just a, it's a better overall story. And so that to me is my DCEU, and I I stand by it. I I respect your list. Um, we have some a lot of similar thoughts um, on the whole thing, and I, I agree wholeheartedly with your list. I, I it's it's you touched on a lot of the points and the the, the things that I like in these movies. Um, I'll go ahead and start off by saying, like you, um, for me, number six. Well, no, I guess not for you because yours is up a lot. Number six and seven can be interchanged for me at any time um justice league and suicide squad pick whichever one you want to put at either spot um both of these are a product of too much studio involvement both of these are a product of not letting the person uh, who you hired to 
show their vision of these characters, do their job the way they want to do it. Um, in the case of Suicide Squad, the movie screened early several times to several large groups of audiences, and it was loved. Um, due to the mixed opinions of Batman versus Superman, they made them reshoot half the movie. And the 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 one that was released to theaters was butchered. Um, David Ayer has flat out come out and said, you know, this isn't the movie I made. Um, they're the actors have come out and said, this isn't the movie I made. Um, and I, I, it suffers for it, which pisses me off because now while I still refuse to judge Jared Leto's Joker, because for me, I need to see a Joker Batman interaction more. Um, I will say his story that they used inside of Suicide Squad, or at least the way it was presented in the final cut, I thought was ridiculous. Um, I the but having said that, I loved everybody else's acting. I loved all the casting um, from top to finish. And you know what? I think apparently a lot of people did because that's why James Gunn is basically bringing back almost the entire cast minus the people that are too busy to do something. I'm just saying. Um, but, and I, I did, I enjoyed the movie. It was a very, when I, my first response, when I, I got to see a pre-screening of the movie and the first thing I said to the guy I saw it with, he goes, so what'd you think? I didn't really care for it that much. I was like, and, and I've said that we've said this about things before. It, it was the expendables of, of comic book movies for me. I didn't go, I wasn't expecting this to be a super deep movie. I just wanted a lot of shit blowing up and some fun. And to me, that's what Suicide Squad was as a whole. Um, but having watched it several times now, I just, I they they screwed the pooch. The Warner Brothers got too involved. Um, just like they did on Justice League. Um, at this point, everybody everybody knows that um, that Scott Snyder had a vision for Justice League. And he shot, he shot, there's, there's parts of this movie that we're finding out now. There, there was a scene between um, Steppenwolf and Darkseid. And I mean, they had a character or an actor assigned for Darkseid where they actually assigned, hired. They filmed scenes with Darkseid. There's whole huge backstories for both um uh crap a cyborg and flash there's scenes with iris west who anybody who knows anything about flash knows it's his that's barry allen's love interest there's entire scenes with iris west being rescued by ezra miller's flash none of that made it none of none of um vic's backstory for cyborg made it i mean there was an entirely different movie filmed and warner brothers just said no they didn't even give anybody, they didn't even screen it to anybody. They just said no. And they just basically said, Joss Whedon, reshoot this. And I used to hold a lot of this against Joss Whedon. I'm not a huge Joss. I like Serenity and Firefly is about the most Joss Whedon I really like. Um, but I've never had an opinion of him otherwise. Um, I Other than the fact I did enjoy the first Avengers movie wholeheartedly a lot. He did, he did a great job with it. Um, but other than that, I really just, there was nothing for me. So I was kind of like, okay, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, you know, I want to see, I, when they first claimed it was Zach had to walk away because his, his um, daughter had unfortunately committed suicide. I think Warner Brothers just obviously, as it's come out now, how much they've changed the movie. I think Warner Brothers used it as a scapegoat. And they probably, they pressured him out with it and out he went. And Joss Whedon 
in my opinion, Joss did the best he could with what he had to fix. And I think he didn't like it. Um, he's made, he's caught a lot of flack for liking and favoriting things on Facebook and Twitter, of people knocking the movie. Um, I think he understands that it wasn't the best product that he could have put out, but I think he also understands that he w- did with what he could with what he had. And I think, I think Warner brothers, again, just like suicide squad just said, fuck it. We want it this way. You can't tell, a, you can't tell any form of team up movie and, two fucking hours and that's what they did they chopped the movie to hell they reshot half the movie i mean that whole scene where like what you're bitching about they couldn't even remove a fucking damn mustache from henry cavill you know they did some other things that were pretty good in the movie and i've seen more done with less from other movies and somehow that movie that scene wasn't even in the movie to begin with but joss whedon added it to the movie um and i i think i know why he did but again fucking butchered to hell um so for me i liked i would almost always put justice league maybe above suicide squad because it is hey it's finally a justice league movie and for that my 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 sentimental side moves it up a little bit but at the same time i know both of these movies were a product of um executives at, at warner brothers being too involved with the process and being too opinionated and not knowing anything about any of the characters and just saying we need to do this so just fucking do it and they both suffered for it so those are my six and seven um number five i have aquaman i loved aquaman i loved almost everything about aquaman um it's for me my top five movies are really hard my one and two are set in stone five four and three can be swapped at any given time and they're also a flick so it's just one of those things for me but i love jason momoa as aquaman i love James Wan did an amazing job with visuals. And I can't wait for you to see this movie, Zul, just so that you and I can talk about the visuals alone of Aquaman. Um, the, it was very predictable. Uh, so I think that's kind of why I have it knocked down a little further on the list. Um, I called half the movie just by watching it, which really wasn't that bad because I still liked the way I knew how they were getting from A to B but I loved watching how they did it. And I think they did an amazing job with it. All the acting was great. The visuals were gorgeous. Um, it was a predictable story. It was a formulaic story, but it was it was a fun uh, story to watch. Um, number four to me is Shazam. Um, I tell you, it would be higher if it just wasn't for my emotional attachments to the other movies. Shazam was everything I wanted Shazam to be. I have already glossed poetic over Shazam in the previous episodes. I can't wait to watch Shazam five to 10 more times. I, I I'll say it. If I can find a torrent, I might torrent it. I don't care what I just, the second this thing is available for me, available for me to sit and watch at home. I plan on watching it several times because I need to catch all the Easter eggs. The acting was amazing. The story was great. The, the visuals were pretty good for a freaking 90 to a million dollar, hundred million dollar budget. All things considered. Um, and, and yeah, Zach killed it as Shazam. I think he was made for this role. All the kids killed it. Like it was a great family movie. And I'm I can't wait to sit down and watch it with my kids again. Um and, and hell just by myself if I'm bored. Um number three for me is Wonder Woman. Um Wonder Woman is at number three purely because of my opinions of the two other two care other the characters in the other two movies. Um, but it is of itself an amazing one. It's an amazing comic book movie but it's an amazing movie for 
women and little girls. It was that kicks kicker of a huge, big budget superhero flick that, and it, it was nailed. It was perfect. The, the mythos of wonder woman, the history of the character, how big the character is in general and watching like my, my wife is a huge damn wonder woman fan. And I know we've talked about that, the aspect of the, the appeal it has to bring in a new audience into comic book movies, watching my wife, Geek, she geeked out in Batman and Superman, and it was awesome to watch that. So the fact that when Wonder Woman, we had an entire goddamn movie for us to watch, I I probably in the theater watched her more than I watched the movie because I did this little thing where I was kind of leaned over to the opposite side, facing the screen, but kept my eyes kept darting over to my wife because seeing the pure joy on her face, getting to finally see a character she loves and has such an emotional attachment to. It was great. On top of that, the story is really good. I mean, the, you can't say enough about the no man land scene where the, you, she's running across. Dude, that was like an emotional part for me. I was like, fucking yes. This is this is a badass superhero scene in a movie. Like all superhero movies need this kind of individual scene. And it was perfect. And Gal killed it. Um, all the supporting cast killed it. I really loved the movie. Um so number two and one, I always slip around. Um, but for the most part, Batman versus Superman is my number two. Um, and same with you. I enjoyed the theatrical movie. Like I went and saw it and I was like, okay, I wish I could have had more. I wish I could have had you know some things a little differently, but man, I have so many questions. The fucking ultimate edition director's cut is how is the only way to watch this movie i have people who despised batman versus superman who when the ultimate cut came out and i watched it i called i called them and i said promise me you'll watch it one more time but you have to watch this version every single one of them was like oh my god that's an entirely different movie and I, there were times when i was watching the ultimate cut where i had to stop the movie and go why the fuck would you cut that from the movie that makes so much more sense that like nothing, none of this made sense. The whole the woman that that does the fucking hearing where she gets up and they make it look like she's the daughter of one of the people killed over in um where Lois is at the beginning of the movie. Like if you watch the theatrical cut of the movie only, you just think she really was. You don't question why or how, you just think she really was. And the ultimate cut, she's a fucking paid actress bought off by Lex Luthor, and it's like holy shit why did they not put this in it makes way more sense from start to finish there are so many moments like that in this movie and um i love ben affleck as batman i'll say it um i hated the casting and then i got to see it and i loved it um the warehouse scene is by far and will until until matt reeves movies comes out is by far the best batman scene in any batman movie where or movie where Batman exists where, because I swear to God, I was watching me playing Arkham asylum, Arkham city and attacking a group of bad guys, but it was playing out in front of me live action on a movie. And I was like a little girl. I was just like, like this was like, like a little child, just extremely happy. Sorry. I'm talking a lot. Need some water. Um, so I loved it. I, the ultimate cut of Batman versus Superman is a great movie. <clears throat> and 
I will defend the fucking Martha scene till no end because the Martha scene, while poorly executed, had nothing to do with the fact that their parents had the same goddamn name. The Martha scene took Batman in this moment where he, for him, and him in, in this movie, Bruce Wayne, Batman, and Lex Luthor are in the exact same place. And they're going, but they're just going about their goals differently. They both want Superman gone. They both see him as an outside threat that they cannot control, and they want him gone. Lex Luthor's smart enough to pit the two against each other. And at the end of the movie, where the whole Martha scene, Martha scene, is purely about Superman become being humanized to Batman. Like, it's not like, oh my God, this guy has the same name as my mom. My mom. It's like what do you mean mom like and that's kind of where i think they could have executed it a little better but i don't it had nothing to do with the fact their names were the same it was the fact that wait a minute you have a mom like you're you you have human qualities to you you're emotional you care like that's the whole thing for me and like i caught that from the beginning and then you know you have to deal with the backlash of people who just want to tear down the movie but um i heard that the avengers defeat thanos by saying martha so spoiler ah uh, god damn it um <laughs> um you know, how many people would be pissed off if that's how the, that movie ended because i completely agree with, with that like i get it poorly executed but the humanization so now all of a sudden you know here here right. thanos is getting ready to kill all the bad kill all the avengers martha Wait, what'd you say? And then it's like, right. dude, if they did, if they did a two second clip in where Deadpool shows up and goes, can we just, can we just ask him if he knows a Martha? Like <laughs> I would, I would, I would get up and walk out of the theater and give them more money to go turn around and watch the whole three hours again. Um, I was like, that would be totally worth it for me. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to, I will defend Batman versus Superman to know it. Um, Number one, and what's weird for Man of Steel being my number one, is if you ask anybody who knows me, I'm not a big Superman fan. I don't really care that much about Superman. Superman and Wolverine are two characters, while in essence are really cool. They're just too goddamn overpowered to me. There's like, I there's the whole Boy Scout train of thought with Superman and like, the the god parallels and i just can't i've never been able to really get into superman having said that i love the old george reeve superman show i used to watch shit out of that um i liked him i liked the some animated stuff i loved the first christopher reeves batman or superman movie because they didn't really push that whole parallel between the two um but i've just never really gotten into the character as a whole i love man of steel it is how i envision superman in this world would happen and take place the whole it's just he doesn't understand anything of his place in the world and like there was a lot of flack about um his that kent's uh his dad basically telling him to hide himself like why would he do that like why is he telling him to why would he not want him to be himself like this, the the fear of the unknown is is one of the biggest downfalls of um, of people in my opinion everybody is scared of something they can't control and stuff they don't understand 
And it's, it's always been one of my biggest reasons where I just always say stuff like I hate people because people can't get over this. I, I, but even having said that, I'm like that, dude, if I get in front of something I don't know, or I don't understand, I, I step back, but it's the, it's the anger and vitriol that and the sheer rejection that comes to it and seeing him have to adjust and knowing that he will be treated this way and not knowing his place and it carrying over to Batman versus Superman. I, I love this version and, and Henry just nailed Superman for me. And from, from start to finish, like the big fight scene with Zod at the end where people, people give like, Oh, millions were killed. He's never been in this position. He's been Superman for a month or two. Like really? And all he's doing is helping people like, how the hell do you expect him to act in this situation? Like he doesn't like, he knows he's a strong, badass, you know, and has all these abilities, <clears throat> but he's never been forced to use all of them in one shot in a fight. All his goal was, was to stop Zod. He didn't think about the parallels. And even Snyder came out in fact and said he had a three Superman movie arc planned where like the first movie is him doing all this. The second movie is him, realizing holy shit i need to like readjust and reanalyze who i am and what's going on and then the third movie was supposed to be the 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 end all be all superman movie and he even made a comment back to what you said about the colors being off-putting and stuff there he was even gonna like kind of brighten the colors out all three movies to where the first one was where it was the second one was a little brighter the third one was supposed to be like what everybody wants a bright happy superman to be um and like I, I can't envision a Man of Steel or Superman in today's world not going the way this movie went. It it was perfect for me. Um, I would, I'm like you. I think it might be the best Superman movie. And I have caught so much shit for that comment. Um, but for me, it, I like the down to earth in terms of what what like realisticness of superman like you know in avengers the first avengers movie they don't talk about it you don't have that kind of wide-scale alien invasion without hundreds of thousands if not millions of people dying it's not all centered on just the streets like there's way more collateral damage than what they're showing but it's a disney movie and it's what marvel doesn't want to they kind of want to shy away from that so they avoid it like, this was just flat out hey shit you have two god or three, well, four godlike people that have unlimited unlimited powers. This shit's gonna happen. And as for him killing Zod, Superman's killed Zod multiple times in the comics. Fucking Christopher Reeves killed Zod. I mean, I don't know what you what, what more you want from me. Um, Christopher Reeves killed Zod and didn't give a shit. Henry Cavill killed Zod, and it left him alone and heartbroken and torn down like you can compare the two and i'm sorry but the man of steel version is a hundred times better than fucking donner's like in terms of how they handled the situation and how the character handled the situation um it is a deconstruction of the character of superman and i love the fact that they stripped superman down to something that i can relate to uh being the out of place person in a system and in a world that doesn't like or agree or understand you and 
that's why I fucking love Man of Steel, and that's why it's my number one DCEU movie. Yeah, and I'm glad that, you know, to hear that, hear you explain all that, because I think you and I, I mean, pretty much, we feel, what's funny is, is that we all gave, you and I both gave the exact same arguments, but yet, I kind of think that this is a matter of personal taste uh, with the way that things lined out there. So that's what I'm, I'm really intrigued about doing this project with you because you and I are, you know, the Martha thing, the Zod thing. Um, you and I both are in agreement on that, but yet it's funny that, uh, you know, man of steel and wonder woman and um, Dawn of justice we're all in different orders. So that's what I think is going to make this project interesting moving forward. And uh, that, that's why I hope that the listeners, as they go through this, whether they're following as, as each episode is released or if they're binge listening, um, getting caught up, that this is the thing, things to come. And we're going to cuss and argue over it and cuss and discuss. And um, hopefully at the end of the day, still remain friends and, give some good fodder so that that's uh like i said it's very interesting hearing you give your side we both have the same agreement but yet different order yes um and you know a lot of a lot of everything in my opinion uh, opinion comes down to opinion um a podcast that I, I'll, I'll suggest it to you um zol and anybody who listens um there's a podcast called fans without borders it's two guys um uh brent and Holy crap, Ray! Um, part of the Suicide Squadcast Network. The, their their tagline for Fans Without Borders is, is, "It's okay to like everything." And Ray says it all the time. It's all subjective. Everybody's allowed to have their own opinion. You can like both. It's there's nothing that says you have to be one or the other. And Absolutely. it's okay. It's it's okay to like something differently or more than somebody else. It's and then for me, it all just comes down to the Wheaton rule of don't be a dick. I mean, just in let people enjoy the things they like. Um, so having said that, um, we're going to treat the DCEU review much like the Marvel, the MCU review once we started, but we're going to do it after we do the MCU review um, because I, and I talked about this, Wonder Woman 84 is the, other than Joker that comes out later, but which really isn't a DCEU film. Um, it's, it's more of a, I mean, it's an Elseworlds. I don't know how they're going to label it. It's an Elseworlds movie. It's a DC movie, but it's not in the DCEU continuity. Um, comes out this October, but nothing else for DC comes out till Wonder Woman 84 comes out in June. Similar to once, other than Spider-Man, nothing else comes out for Marvel until May 1st. So we're going to do the MCU um, reviews back to back with the DCEU reviews mixed with all the other movie reviews in mixed in with those um and uh, and like i said earlier if you have suggestions for movies you want us to um review uh hit us up on social media um at the rsh project on twitter uh, instagram and facebook pnc network email us at the rsh project at gmail.com let us know um i'm next we've only got a couple episodes left before we start our reviews so if you have suggestions get those into us um the next time you hear us, we are going to be reviewing Endgame. I'm so fucking excited, Zol. I'm ready. My body is ready. I think it's about as ready as it can be. Um, we're gonna. If we decided, or we what did we decide? Are we doing Saturday night or Sunday review? Where we're gonna. Uh, I thought it? we were doing Sunday. Sun. I think Sunday. Sunday is it. Okay, so we're gonna do a review on Sunday, um, and then we might stick up one more episode uh, just to just to talk before we get everything going and start doing the reviews um 
but I'm totally looking forward to in game this weekend. Um, as always, it was great catching up with you, sir. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say, but fucking. I, I got to add real quick, um, you know, real quick here. Just want to throw that out there. Hashtag don't spoil the end game. Don't don't be that. Don't be that troll. Don't be that asshole. Don't be that person. Uh, let people enjoy nice things and, you know, do your best. I understand things happen. Slip ups happen, but don't intentionally go out and ruin it for someone. Yes. Do not spoil. Don't, that goes for a lot of things, but especially for something this monumental. Don't don't be a dick. Don't fucking let people enjoy shit don't let don't screw over somebody else just because ha 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 i'm an asshole and i i like to be an asshole um real quick uh the review process uh when we do the review episode and i guess this is me talking to you about it as well without sending you a note i think what we will probably do is maybe like a 10 to 15 minute spoiler free initial thoughts of how you feel about the film and if you felt like it meet, met all your expectations and then We'll from that point on say if you don't want to listen anymore, you don't want to be spoiled, turn off the fucking podcast, and we'll give you like five seconds and then we'll just tear the shit out of the movie. How's that sound for you? Perfect, wonderful. Okay, awesome. All right, sir. I will. Oh, I well, I hope I, I want your initial immediate reaction via messenger as soon as you see the movie tomorrow night. Deal. I'm actually going to go live on my Facebook page and give an immediate reaction once I leave the uh, theater and I'm in my car and, um, you know, kind of get a chance to recollect myself. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to go live on the Facebook page and I'll, of course, promote the podcast. I won't give a f- I'm, it'll be spoiler free. It'll be my initial reaction to it. So if you like that rawness, that raw emotion, um, give me a friend request on Facebook or uh, follow me over there. Maybe I might record it as well and put it up to the uh, Facebook page for later. Yeah, I was going to say, and I meant to do it if I hadn't done it already. I can make you a admin on the Facebook page and you can do it on the Facebook page, I believe. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. Well, if I haven't done that, I'll check that when we get off. But yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I'm looking forward to it because, man, come Saturday or come Sunday, like I'm going to need somebody to decompress with. So I'm seeing it Saturday during the day. I'm sure my wife and I will end up talking about it all afternoon. And then we will um, definitely go over that again. So, sir, it was great talking to you. You have a wonderful 24 hours, and I hope Endgame is everything you want it to be. Ah, you, you too. Happy, happy Endgame Eve. Yes, happy in-game Eve, or if you're listening to this, happy in-game day, because this is going live in the morning of. So Perfect. Um, all right, sir, you have a wonderful evening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. All right, sounds good. Bye. Yeah.